Hello, and welcome to My Dog Will Eat My Face, episode 51. I wanted to talk today about some additional, well, unfortunate, bad news that I received. I know in my last podcast I was quite upset over the recent bad news I had received from my medical practitioners. But it just so happens that me titling that last episode, just when you thought things couldn't get any worse, (laughs) turned out to be an excellent way to jinx reality. (laughs) I was sort of saying, come on, Juju, I'm calling you out. And, well, Juju showed up. (laughs) Because, unfortunately, despite my laughter, folks, yeah, it got even worse. I got worse medical news. And it's a pretty big calamity, and it's very shocking to me. What was disclosed to me just uh, this last Monday. Uh, it's pretty terrifying, uh, and I wanted to talk about that and what was shared with me then, and what it means to me. Now, I don't want to turn today's podcast into a great big complaining festival, and. I don't want to for a number of reasons. One, I think that's extremely boring for the listener. No one likes to hear someone else complain. That's just human nature. Two, I also don't like hearing myself complain. To me, sulking in sorrow and to complain and live in self-pity is extremely boring, frankly. So, even despite the severity of the bad news that I did receive on Monday, I've sort of dug my way out of that rather rapidly to where I am today. And I'm thinking with a lot more clarity now. And frankly, it's got me settled back down to where today is just another day. And I wanted to talk today about how I came to that point. Because I think that's the important part, not the calamity that came to me. Bad things, terrible things can happen to me, it can happen to you, it can happen to all of us, every one of you that's listening right now. Something terrible can and will happen. So, that's extremely boring, frankly, to hear about that in other people. There is some interest and some morbid interest, I I admit, but for the most part, I think there's a lot more interest and a lot more value, at least, with respect to what do you do 
about that news? What do you do about that calamity? That's really what matters for, I think, myself, and I think everyone, frankly. So, settle in for a little bit, and let me first tell you about the news that I got just this last Monday, so we can all be at least on the same starting page. Before I continue with this episode, I do want to apologize about the noise on the background. I know there is a small, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's not a buzz. It's like a whooshing sound, like an air sound in the background, like whoosh. And I apologize for that. There's nothing I can actually do about it. What you're hearing is the airflow from my dual oxygen capacitors just trying to keep me alive on 18 liters of oxygen and so there's nothing I can do about that as it's sandblasting my nose basically uh, I apologize though for that I hope it's not too distracting uh, perhaps one day I can invest in better audio equipment to where I can edit that out but right now, we just have to grin and bear it. Just close your eyes and think of England. That's all I can say. Anyway, getting on with things. So, what the heck happened? How could it get worse? Even more worse. Well, I sat down with my nurse on Monday to go over in more detail the lab results that I had received and that I discussed in my last podcast and the bad news associated therewith. Now, at the end of our session, she almost just kind of matter-of-fact, willy-nilly, oh yeah, by the way, sort of way, said that I'm basically on the cusp of kidney failure and I am going to face kidney failure. It's just inevitable from the damage done by my heart to the kidneys. That is, my heart is so weak the kidneys are trying to pick up a lot of slack for my severely damaged heart and as they try to do so they're working harder and harder and getting more and more damaged Well, on top of that, the diuretics that I'm on are indeed basically firebombing my poor kidneys on top of everything. And so where they stand today is severely damaged. And it's definitely going to get worse to the point where kidney failure, full kidney failure, is completely expected and inevitable. And that's what will likely kill me long before my heart kills me. So, that's the 
good news that I got on Monday that kidney failure is basically starting and the uh, end result is just inevitable. As my nurse put it, kidney failure sort of just coexists with heart failure. They're kind of best buddies. They, they tend to coexist as dual failures and their targets. And that's what is fully expected of me. Why would I be any different? Especially when they have the numbers to show that's exactly what is happening and where I'm headed. She talked about the side effects. None of them sound like much fun. It's just a lot of weakness, fatigue, spending time in bed. And unfortunately, one of the side effects is insanity. I'm not even kidding. Because as your body can no longer filter out the toxins from the blood, the toxins that build up in your brain cannot be filtered out each time you sleep like they're supposed to be. And so you will have episodes to where you can basically be totally insane. And things like that have kind of happened already with me. It's rare, very rare, very rare. But to be blunt, just last night I had an episode by myself that was completely freaky. Um, it basically ended with me with my hand in the ice bucket in the freezer dumping all the ice on me, on me, on myself, and the floor. Not really an attribute you would attribute to a sane person. <laughs> oh, and I'm sure to me, whatever I was doing made perfect sense. Made perfect sense. So... Uh, that sort of thing is what I get to look forward to. They've already prescribed Haldol, which is an antipsychotic that is only used generally with end-of-life patients. So, all of this news, though, that kidney failure is just inedible, it's going to happen, and it's got these terrible symptoms... And that's likely what's going to kill me much faster than heart failure. Really, well, as I put it in the meeting, I said it was a total buzzkill. <laughs> Those were my exact words. Well, this is a total buzzkill. <laughs> I can be, I can be quite dry, I guess. So, that is the calamity that, unfortunately, has occurred. When what happened when I heard this news, you might ask? First, nothing. First came total shock, and it took a while to get out of that, frankly. 
Uh, and by the way, actually when I say this Monday, that when I'm recording this, it's just before, it's on the weekend. It's just before the Monday night when I usually release the podcast. So it wasn't this week's Monday, it was technically last week's Monday, just so you know. So when I talk about things happening after the event, it's not like I'm totally insane and I'm only talking about a couple hours into Tuesday after Monday. (laughs) Anyway, so at first, at the end of the call and onward, I was just in shock. Total shock. I, I was numb. I didn't have any really strong feelings about it. I was just completely surprised. And I think that's to come as expected. But then I soon sat down with my therapist. And in there, I was still shocked, but I was also angry. When asked, how do I feel, I expressed how angry I was. So this is kind of following those stages of acceptance, right? (laughs) That stupid wheel of acceptance. Uh, That old cliche, I promise I'm not just trying to follow that. Uh, Because after the anger there became there came some reflection honestly some reading and through all the anger and then sadness I did have some sadness there did open a crack so to speak in a doorway letting some light into this dark place where I was I did actually start to recover my emotions and have a more clear view of what this calamity really meant to me. And then I'd like to share what that exactly was. So what was it that helped me get some clarity and some peace with this calamity and what allowed me to essentially move on to some extent. Well, it starts with the acknowledgement that death and disease itself are just components of reality. They exist all the time. And 
therefore to fear it would be fearing just reality itself which is a very unproductive state I mean obviously it is natural to fear components of reality but if it's something that's real it's something that you can in some way hopefully manage in a way that is acceptable to you and allows you to move forward with your life of course some people are dealt cards where that's almost impossible almost I've been dealt cards that make that seem almost impossible to me but I don't think it's fully impossible mainly because I don't think reality is something that is productive to fear that's just me that's just my own character and as I analyze things further I've said before by now probably a hundred times that I've come to peace with my own death I'm okay with dying so a big component of that peace is the very fact that I have accepted that I've lived a very full and very impactful life that I am very proud of no matter what happens to me and it is that which gives me peace into death because that is just reality that's just the truth my life was full and heavy with influence and impact it was absolutely lived to the fullest so If that gives me peace with death, and if I'm quote unquote proud of the past in my life, I need to realize something. And it's going to be very stupid when I say it. It's good, well, it's going to be very obvious when I say it. Let me put it that way, not stupid there. I'll put it in a nice term for myself. It'll be very obvious when I say it. I'm still alive. <laughs> what does that mean? That means it's not over. Yeah, I can be very proud and happy with the way my life has, and that's giving me peace. But hey, newsflash, 
I'm still alive. I need to still live a full life. It's not over yet, baby. I gotta keep doing something. <laughs> this means that I now need to live my life to the fullest of which I can. And living in fear of calamity is one way to absolutely not do that. And so that has pushed me far away from living in fear of what this disease will do to me. And that what I do in my last days of my life, now they will be added to the final tally of what makes a full life. In other words, I'm not done yet. I'm still alive. I still need to live a full life, even with this terrible calamity. And whatever other worst circumstance that which may come my way, I still need to live a full life and a life that I can be proud of. And again, living in fear of calamity and, and what's happening in fear of things that have not even happened yet. Which is one of the stupidest things in the world. Victimhood and self-pity. If I echo those traits, I will most certainly not have lived life to the fullest in these last days, which even though, yes, they are my last days, and yes, I'm severely uh, what's the word? Hobbled. I'm severely hobbled with what I can do to make my life full. I still have the obligation with the inevitable in mind that these last days will be added to the tally of my full life. I have the obligation to make sure they are full and they are something that is something that I can be happy with and look back upon and say, ah, I did well during those days. And so even this, with this disease being completely inevitable, leading to calamitous results medically, I'm still alive. And I will still be alive as this new disease comes and perhaps conquers me. Whether I want it or not, these last days are going to be ended to the ad, to the tally of my life and whether it's good or bad. So yes, the tally here to four has been good, but I can't stop now. I can't be in just perilous fear and self-pity and victimhood. 
and ruin a very good track record of living a full life. You know, in essence, the disease, the calamity itself is not necessarily an evil thing. It's not necessarily bad. It just is. What matters is how I handle it. But death and life, honor and dishonor, pain and pleasure, all these things equally happen to good men and bad. Being things which make us better nor worse. Therefore, they are neither good nor evil. As Marcus Aurelius once said, what matters is with this reality ahead of me despite this calamity I need to live well I need to live well with the hand I've been dealt then I ask myself and you may be asking well with all your existing suffering and limits and hobbling what does that mean? how do you plan to live a full life amongst that? and that is a very very good question. In short, the answer to the question how do I do this it's going to be an answer in flux as things change I think that's obvious in and of itself it's going to change much like my state of of health will change and my abilities will change but certainly I know things that are not on the menu for my last days of earth and those are paralyzing fear self-pity and victimhood I don't think those things regardless of any reprieve with which they may give me at the time I just don't see them 
as something with which to deal this terrible calamity. Uh, you know, I think it's only human nature maybe to present some of those at first, as I did. I was angry. I was shocked and then angry. So, certainly some sense of unproductive behavior is expected as new consequences show themselves through through the hourglass. But it's my goal, certainly, to keep them short and to remind myself that I have always the option to live well regardless of where I am in my life. I think being selfless, as fearless as possible, and if good character will always register as good living regardless of the state in which I am. So these I will strive for with the calamity dealt as well as any future pain and suffering. But the other specifics on how I do it, as I said, will change depending on my state, how much I can be there for others, including my dog, is going to change in flux. My ability to perform tasks will surely be good goals to have, but reality tells me they will wax and mostly wane until they're almost impossible. Almost. So, even when faced with the very last hour of my life, it must be a good hour. A good tally. A final way to live a good life. I have no choice. My character and my state of being demands it. As I pull backwards and look at what I'm faced with and what I have explored in today's podcast, I confess 
I feel much, much better with respect to the news I was given just the other day. In point of fact, it just seems to make that that today is just another day. And it's up to me for how I live it. Seems obvious, doesn't it? Seems profoundly obvious. But when you're faced with the sort of things that have become brutally apparent at the end of my life, calling the next day just another day is a very bold statement. At least that's how it feels to me. I can't be afraid of it. I can't be afraid of what's about to happen. One, it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) Well, it has to some extent, but not all of it. I haven't died yet, certainly. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a ghost. I still live. And the things I do still matter. And what makes me say I'm proud of my full life is still getting new information that could both improve or damage my unquestionable point that I lived a full life. Because honestly, if that changes, a lot of other things change. My happiness changes at the very least. And also, my peace with my own death would change. Because I still have got to live each day alone and in full as much as I can. I must do everything I can do when facing this trauma. And so that's where it leaves me, sports fans. I am realizing that I'm not dead yet. What I do now matters. How I handle this calamity matters. I'm not ignoring it. I'm just accepting it. And I have to accept the 
best I can do. When whatever happens, happens. And I don't fall down the well of self-pity and a victim. So, that's the plan. And of course, how I do that, it's going to matter each and every day. Each day you ask me, I'll probably give you a different answer, minus the fundamentals, which I've already expressed. So, I feel much better about the kidney failure. It just is what it is. There's no reason to fear it. I have to live with it. And so I will. And I'll do it in the best way I can. Because I have no choice. I want to live a good life. And I want my final days to be lived still as a good life. I'm just saying that, my friends. Incredibly relieving to me. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear it in the audio, but I just let out an enormous sigh of relief after I said that. And that's my plan, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick to it. And with that all being said, I wish to thank you, my dear listeners, for joining me as I explored this topic and came to a point within myself to where this calamity, it's not minimized. It's recognized more for what it is. Which is just something I have to live with. And something with which I still have to show that I'm living a full and good life. That's all it is. And that sounds doable. So thank you, listeners, for joining me in this process (laughs) and staying with me with my strange ramblings (laughs) I appreciate it I do truly appreciate all my listeners so I implore you if you haven't already be sure to click the follow button and the notification button so you're notified of future episodes of this podcast, especially as I enter so-and-so, so-called, I should say, the last days of my life. I will try to record something new each week, at least, to the very end. That's my goal. 
So I hope you stick with me through it. Turn on notifications. And if you really want to support the podcast, go to www.patreon.com slash my dog will eat my face. And you can drop a shekel or two to truly support this podcast. And I'd appreciate that very much. But as I said, most of all, I appreciate and I'm eternally thankful for your listenership and you joining me in this process and in these times of my life. I desperately am humbled by your listenership and support. And I thank you deeply for that, for you have already done the biggest favor you could possibly do for me. And for that, I thank you so much. And again, I implore you to share the episode with your friends and family as you see fit. Or any other episode for that matter. So, with all that being said, I think I've said my piece. And I will be in touch with you hopefully next week. But right now, it is going to be ciao for now.